That's How You Feel podcast, a no-nonsense platform where we talk about life, how to know yourself, and let go of all that no longer serves you by shifting your perspectives one thought at a time and really opening yourself up to new possibilities. We have interviews with guests along with personal vulnerable stories from the host, as well as other topic discussions. On this platform, we hope that you find the answers that you're searching for. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? I wanted to get on today to record an episode that's really necessary for a lot of people on this journey, as well as I think it really applies to kind of like a current state of energies that many people are experiencing. And so today's episode, there's definitely going to be some trigger warnings, and really this episode is going to be called Harsh Truths. These are the things that we avoid and we're not taking responsibility or accountability for in our own lives to be able to then grow and develop from these harsh truths. Harsh truths are simply there as a tool to help you level up to the place that you want to be at. They shouldn't be this like just strictly criticism that you're going to ignore or that you're going to say isn't true when you're not actually absorbing any of the information. None of this is advice. This is purely just observations that I've I've noticed in a lot of people as well as like my own personal experiences and just giving different perspectives based on a lot of like facts that I've picked up over the last few years of really diving deep into this very specific, you know, sort of dilemma in my own life as well as what it really means for me to to live my life and to find like the the journey in terms of like my purpose, my authenticity and what brings me happiness and joy and I think that's a lot of things that people fail to do on this journey is really get crystal fucking clear on kind of how they want to actually live their life it's like it's easy to daydream and like fantasize about certain things but is it actually sustainable is this really what you truly desire or is this just these made-up scenarios in your mind that you've been programmed to believe is true for you and so this, this episode is really going to be talking about these really difficult, harsh truths to examine. And this episode is going to primarily focus on more like heterosexual relationships between, you know, romantic partners. But this can be applied in any aspect in life, whether that's like your family dynamics, business dynamics, friendship dynamics, and, you know, same sex partners and stuff. So this, this isn't limited, but I'm just using this in the rubric that I think is, is plaguing a lot of people. And so in this episode of like the harsh truths, you know, I think a lot of people struggle in romantic relationships and it's, only exacerbated by the the stuff that we've been brainwashed to believe over the last like hundred years like in this past century I think that that has been the most detrimental shift in romantic relationships that we've seen throughout like history where there's always been strife there's always been conflict and struggles but to the level that we're experiencing is is moving into this sort of collapsed um framework like this is the foundation of human life is this is this traditional structure of of a relationship in many ways it's like think about a tribe a tribe is only as strong as it's like leader and the way that he takes care of his family the same thing can be said within within nations you know of like a strong leader with their family to be able to 
to be the example or to guide us in the right directions. And, and we know it's like a family unit is really strong and powerful. And that's what a lot of history has represented over the years is these powerful quote unquote families that are being able to make the moves that we need to move. And they're only going to be as successful because of the support that they have from their family. And I think that's one of the driving factors that like a lot of us are dealing with is a misunderstanding of family because our own personal family dynamics have been extremely flawed. And this is something that's really hindering us from being able to rebalance and recalculate, you know, like how how we're going to change things for the future. Because if we're not very careful, you know, a lot of like the buzzwords, you know, are going into like population collapse. And that's something to be concerned about. I don't think we need to overly you know, put fear in people, which I think some of it has started. And this is the exact reason why I want to record this episode is putting some harsh truths out there. So people cannot be consumed by their fear when they hear things, because just because you hear things and there might even be statistics showing that this is what's happening, doesn't mean it needs to be true for you. You are the only one that's in control of your destiny. And so I think if more people understand that they're in control of what happens to them, in terms of how they handle and respond to life, then they're going to be able to move through life in a way where they're not impacted by this mass hysteria and this fear-mongering of propagandas and agendas. And even if it is like statistics proving that something is happening, doesn't mean that you need to worry about it. It's just like, what are you going to do for yourself in your life? And I think that's the better focus of what this harsh truth episode is going to reveal for us is how can I really start shifting into a way where I'm taking a lot more accountability for the role that I play in my life and knowing that I can change these negatives into positives where it's like the moment you start accepting something for for really as it is where it might just be this terrible event then the faster it is to get the fuck over it but when you keep putting it as this constant fear that it's happening to you what you're doing is re-triggering yourself constantly because you're not actually facing the fear. Once you've faced the fear where it's just you accept that that's a possibility, then you begin to let it go and focus on some other things that's far better with your time. And that is the goal of today's episode is really to shift our perspectives, to handle these difficult fears that we have and insecurities and being able to then let go of that fear because you can't control it and just work on what you can control. And I think that's where a lot of people suffer is more in the mind than in actual reality. And so that, yeah, that, that's just really the basis of this episode. So if you guys want to like get some paper and like jot this down or just prepare yourself, there could be some trigger warnings. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of harsh reality, but it's okay. You know, it's like, I'm going to endure this with you. And that's like the whole point. So within these uh, relationship issues that we have, it's really the eight tall tale age-old predicament of expectation versus reality and so this one I'm going to break this down in two ways where I'm going to like talk directly more to like the female perspective more of the feminine essence if you want to say that or um and then I'm going to you know do a, a little breakdown about like more of the men's or the masculine perspective just so we have some two areas to kind of break down and see it from both sides of the coin and being able to to take like the bird's eye view and be like okay so if I know this about this this group and I know this about that group then it's easier for me to see the part that I play in it and how I can actually change and transform so I'm living my authenticity I'm living my purpose and it's easier for me to embody and attract what it is that I so desire and then at the end you know it's like I'm kind of kind of just like bring it all together hopefully so I'm going to start off with more of like the feminine female aspect and things where the harsh truth ladies 
Like I'm gonna be mad honest right now. There is more women than there is men on the earth. And another harsh truth that I'm gonna drop that might ruffle some tail feathers. And this is more in a scientific way. It's nothing negative where I don't have a personal standpoint on this, but I'm stating the obvious. Where there's now, because of evolution and uh, society that we've accepted, there's actually a huge increase in the gay male population than there has been ever before. And so with that being said of more women than men, and now the men that are there, less are available because of the preferences that they have chosen. And mind you that, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. Like they're free to love whomever they want to love, but there's just facts that there's less men available for women to connect with and f- to find a partner. And that's a serious, harsh reality that we just have to accept and face that it's a p- strong possibility there's going to be women out there that don't find a partner. There's going to be women out there that are not going to be able to have kids. There are women out there that, you know, are get real desperate because of these facts. And then it creates this really unnecessary and unhealthy competition in men and women to, to find a potential mate or spouse, partner, whatever it is that you're going for in life. And those are just really cold, hard facts that because of the, you know, evolution of, of what we've kind of, you know, procreated to create like these realities where there's just less men available. And out of the men that are available, a lot of them are damaged. I'm just going to be really straight up. Like a lot of them have like mental issues, um, are not able to to be a strong masculine man, are, are terrified of commitment that they don't want to, uh, don't know what they want, are easily distracted by a lot of superficial shit that it makes it impossible for a lot of women to create a harmonious commitment with with a man because of those factors that are against them so it's just this really cold hard truth that there's going to be a lot of women unfortunately that will (laughs) it's quite possible may never find love and and that's just the cold-hearted reality of of what is possible but does that mean it needs to be true for you no so i want this to be an episode where I'm telling you some hard, difficult facts to face, but once you can accept like, hey, that's a possibility, but does that need to become my reality? You can change the game. And that's a situation here where, yes, that that's a difficult pill to swallow that. Yeah, I, I have to think about it for myself. You know, I'll, I'll put myself on blast in the same way where it's like I got to this point like a few years ago where I was like, man, I keep desiring a partner that... I, you know, because of my own false programming belief systems and the traumas that I had, it was, uh, I was unable to have a healthy relationship with a lot of these men that I was repeating patterns over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And because I was failing to accept these harsh truths about myself, I was just on a hamster wheel over and over and over again and not taking any accountability for the part that I play in my own demise. And so what I did is I wasted years of my life, my you know more quote unquote viable, fertile years of dating people who were unavailable, dating people who were not going to give me what I want because I didn't even fully know what I want, that I thought I still had time on my hands. And now here I am, you know, as like a 36 year old woman, I'm in the lower rung of what is actually, you know, considered viable, you know, dating material or whatever, you know, and I'll get into that a little bit more. But those were like some harsh truths that I just had to like accept or I was like, man, you know, there's just there's not a lot of guys out here right now. I just have to accept that, you know, because there's going to be like of the available men, there's going to be, um, 
yeah, there's just a lot of them that has problems and the, all the people that you think are like the right person for you are probably already taken or in another relationship in some way. So it's just kind of like, yeah, there's just, it seems unfair, but that's just reality. It's like, if you keep thinking things are unfair, then you're going to stay stuck in a victim mentality. Once you can kind of just accept it, just be like, damn, that's a cold-blooded truth. Okay, I, I got to just let it go and uh, carry on about, okay, how can I change my odds? How can I change as a person to not be one of the people that is going to possibly not have love at an age where you want to be able to like build a family with? I'd say that's like more of the drive for a lot of women is like, how's like a partner that I can have like a life with where we're building a family. Those are the ones that we need to think about more in like this viable time frame. But you can find love at any age. You know, I think there's a lot of people like I personally know people that found love much later in life. So I don't think that love is unattainable for all in terms of that there may not be enough people out there. But in terms of just the viability to have a family is kind of a shorter window. Because a lot of people, what happens, happens too, is they make the wrong choices. They pick a partner and then later on in life, they become available. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's more to go around. So in statistically speaking, it's a potential that you're going to find love in a later life with the numbers that we even have of more women than men, because eventually the men will leave the other women and then they're available for, for the rest of the women that are left. So it's just one of these kind of interesting perspectives that um, we have to really think about. But the main question for women is we need to think about what it is that we actually want and desire. Because a lot of women are like, oh, yeah, you know, I just want like a life partner. I want like a husband to like settle down with and have kids with And It's like, OK, those are really good like general intentions of what you want. Um, but how like what's your expectation of what that's going to look like is, is the problem for like for a lot of people where the women are failing to address like the things that actually they need to embody to be able to a attract that kind of a relationship and b keep it <laughs> and i think that's the cold harsh truth that a lot of people fail to do where they just expect it's like i'm gonna go to work for 10 hours a day and because i'm at work for 10 hours a day there's less viable hours in the day for me to organically go out and meet somebody so i'm gonna get on a dating app on my phone and expect to find me a husband whom I don't even have time to really actually meet in real life because I'm wasting 10 hours of my day at work and then I'm complaining that I'm alone and lonely and I eat by myself and stuff and it's just like, okay, well, it just sounds like your life kind of sucks in general where most of your time is spent on a job, which is, of course, we need to be able to support ourselves. But then you have to think about what are the things in your life that add value to your life? What is going to be really attractive to a partner? Like you're swiping left and right on these stupid apps and stuff, hoping to find your soulmate, yet you don't even know your own soul, that you're selling your soul short by probably just like doing a rinse repeat cycle all, all the time where it's just like, okay, I wake up, I go straight to work. You know, I don't really care about this job too much. Or even if you do care about your job, like that, that's just one avenue. And then you come home, you're tired, you know, maybe order a stupid dinner on one of the apps and then like watch mindless TV for hours on end. And you haven't done anything of actual value to your life. That you've just really wasted a lot of fucking time. And how do you expect to find a partner that's going to live up to these grand expectations? It's like, what kind of partner do you even want? Like, does sh what shared interests? Like, someone that just wants to sit with you and watch you eat dinner and watch a movie with you? Like, a lot of people have these really superficial relationships of rinse, rinse, repeat cycles of like, what we're gonna do? We're gonna 
hang out maybe and have like maybe an hour's worth of conversation that's still scratching the surface. Maybe we party together. Maybe we watch a movie together. Maybe we do go out and go do some things, but it's not really things that add value to our life where we're connecting and sharing and growing alongside of each other. Then we're gonna like eat and, and waste money and then we're gonna have sex and go to sleep and rinse and repeat that for years on end. Like that's not really life. And so you have to think about that of like, what do we actually wanna do in my life? And um, how do I want to share that time with another person? Like, how can I include them in my life? And how can I make sure that I'm able to maintain the kind of relationship that I want? Like, you have to embody what it is that you so desire. Otherwise, it's always going to be external to you and you are never going to actually have it. And I think that's the cold, harsh truth that a lot of people fail to ask themselves, fail to recognize. And that's what the society has been created for. So it's not, quote unquote, your fault in the sense that you didn't know any better you know ignorance is bliss but once you come unplugged and you really have to start looking at yourself and being like damn what is the part that i play in all of this like i have to really take accountability that i am my own creator that this reality of my life sucks and i can't find this partner it's a lot to do with you and less to do with the people that you're you're picking or trying to seek after or hoping and praying that you're going to find. If you're not changing within and changing your own life, then it's going to be impossible for you to actually attract anyone. And these are the harsh truths that I had to hold up in the mirror and look good at myself of being like, damn, you know, like what do I have to offer to a potential partner in in my life? Like what is the life I really want to live? And that's what I've just been building and working on over the last three years. Like I just took it upon myself where I was like, I didn't want to date because I was like, it's more beneficial for me to like cleanse my energy and free myself of all repeating past cycles and to invest solely in myself, give myself the full love and attention that I've never received before from a partnership. And once I know what that felt like, then it's easier for me to ask for my needs to be met. It's easier for me to understand, you know, expectation versus reality because I know what I can give myself and to not expect that from somebody else. And then lastly, it's really just like connecting the dots of being like, oh, I'd rather spend time doing this with somebody as opposed to the other things that I used to do. You know, getting out of that superficial, you know, brainwashed idea of what, you know, kind of a relationship is. Because like a lot of people, like I said, rinse, repeat cycle where it's like, okay, you have somebody to physically be around. Like they're really just this thing. It's not an actual person that you're connecting deeply with. Like they're just there to fill a void in many ways. And it's really about like, two people using each other's to masturbate with you're really not having deep intimacy in your physical life even and that sometimes that's all that your relationship is is just sex and, and not a whole lot of other deep philosophical connections with another person and then you eat a lot and a lot of times it's like eating is just like an excuse like it's just like a waste of of time and energy where it's like you really only need to eat to actually fuel yourself like it's okay to like enjoy food like people that are passionate about food and trying new things but that's something that you do together then as a shared thing if you're actually interested in food whether that's like the culinary sides of things um the history on it or agriculture even like there's things that make sense of why you would want to share that as part of your pastime but should that be the full consuming thing because hey it's like eating out is really expensive and if you're not thinking about like the investment of your future together of what you want to build then you're honestly just wasting a lot of time and energy and more importantly money and we'll get to that part later about finances where a lot of people fuck up on but just to keep it more in check with like this this feminine you know harsh truth reality here um, just kind of getting back into where it's like, okay, so out of the available men that are left with, it's like psychologically speaking, what men are attracted to first and foremost by a woman is their appearance. I hate to say it. 
It just is. It's just facts. It has nothing to do with your personality because they're not judging you on that yet. It has solely to do with the way that you look or what they find attractive. And that is different in every man though. So even though he is looking for attraction first and foremost, I, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And then there are natural things like, you know, pheromones and stuff, like those hormones that kind of kick in where you're like, I don't know why I'm just really attracted to this person. You know, so again, there's other biological factors that play into the part of attraction. But attraction for a man is more to do with physicality than it is anything else. Where women, we're not programmed that way, where we can fall in love with a man who doesn't fit any kind of stereotypes and may not judge him even on first glance and it's just really about for women it's more about the consistency it's like do we feel safe in his presence do does he uh you know feel comfortable for us to be able to grow with it's like most women are programmed that we want to be able to find a long-term partner for for to be in our lives you know it's like get more into like uh, archetypal things like the protector in some way the provider things like that like that's really what women are more wired and programmed to to look for so with us knowing that men go based on physicality then we have to break that down into the current societal trends of physicality because this is the uneven playing scale right now that we're dealing with too is that men have been pro programmed and brainwashed into believing that beauty is a certain standard now that it has shifted far away from what an average woman looks like to exceedingly high expectations. And so the fact that men are already more less committal in the sense of wanting to settle down right away doesn't mean that they aren't committed at all, but it's more about finding the right partner that they kind of, you know, want to choose choose a little bit more for a little while until they decide on, on one ultimately that, that they, they want to like share their, their, their longer time with. I can't say like forever, you know, everyone is different. Uh, but in terms of actually really thinking about long-term commitment with somebody, it, it, it takes a little bit longer for them. So they're going to gravitate towards the things that look pretty and shiny. And so what our society is taught is like these really unrealistic expectations of what a woman looks like that, you know, a lot of women that, um, you know, were deemed the beautiful ones now are the standard. And so the rest of the women out there are like doing the most of like, spending thousands of dollars on mutilating their bodies to make themselves look like that spending thousands of dollars on just like self-care shit to make them look a certain way and less about who they are as a person to then actually keep that relationship going just because just because you look pretty and shit don't mean you know what a relationship is you have no idea what you actually can provide to keep this relationship working and i think those are a lot of the false expectations that kind of come into play but you know just looking at it more about like this body image that has been projected onto the world that's like we really got to think about you know like this perception of like what's an ideal woman you know like she has to be like a certain weight a certain shape you know her hair's got to look this way her face should look this way you know just really like unnecessary things where it's it's created all women all women i mean men have this problem too but for women especially man we have developed like body dysmorphia to a really high level and i think that there's even women that then just really take advantage of it of really making themselves believe that they're really beautiful and let that be the only thing that they have to offer the world and really just kind of fuck it up for the rest of us average joes over here you know in terms of um the competition aspect of that there are less available men to us women and if the average woman is competing with a lot of these women that are you know doing the most to make them stand out and to look a certain way we're at an incredibly 
disadvantage over over the rest of them and so this is something to really like take into heart of being like what kind of woman do you really want to be it's like if you're really focused on the way that you look if is that the only thing that matters in your life because i guarantee you even if you're like able to achieve these aesthetics and stuff you're still very unhappy because that's not the root of the problem of why you believe that you're not beautiful and I think that's the, the problem with society where it's like, we don't need to do this body positivity shit. I think a lot of that's also brainwashed too, where, you know, to take into account, it's like, I have been all different sizes and weights in my life where it's like, normally I was always really small. I actually fit the standard of like, what would be an ideal body shape and weight for most of my life. And it wasn't until like, I went through some traumatic shit that my weight started to fluctuate a lot. And so I've been, you know, standard normal size and weight to really overweight and now I'm kind of back down to getting more normal size but I don't fit like a standard beauty rubric for today's society it's like you know on the scale of like one to ten it's like I can rate myself it's like I already know it's like I'm a a solid five maybe a six on a good day in terms of like what I can add value to that somebody might feel like my energy and you know, uh, actually like me as a human being less so than just what I look like, I can get up to a solid seven, I think. And then, you know, in maybe somebody's eyes, I am a 10 to them. But in terms of just looking in the standard, you know, rubric of beauty and stuff, like I'm well aware that I'm of the average woman, but I'm at an advantage. That means I'm in the 50th percentile where it's like 50% of people might think I'm attractive, 50% may not, you know, it can go either which way for me. And that's a, a, a decent position to be in, I think. I don't think that's horrible, but I know what my odds are like in terms of, facing reality that there's going to be a lot more women out there that are in that 70th you know the 90th and shit where they're just like looking real good and I'm at a complete disadvantage because I'm rated less than but doesn't mean I'm less than a person but I just have to come to terms with it's like yo I'm not gonna look like these women like it's not my goal in life to go mutilate my body go starve myself and do all the most to like make myself fit into the way that society says a woman should look like I've got better shit to do with my fucking time like I've just gotten to that space where yeah I want to focus on being healthy and I think that's the problem with like positive body positivity is like accepting it being like no one should just want to be fat I'm sorry I'm just gonna say it's like you should not really desire to be something that you healthily know is not good for you it's another thing to like be born like more big boned and stuff like I said but somebody that is like morbidly obese and is saying that they're beautiful it's like of course you're a beautiful person but you are not healthy and that is not what you want to be at that we want to be able to instill more of this mindset of like embodying what feels right for you and just not like she has to lose like a ton of weight or something it's just like what does healthy feel for you and that's really what we can focus on. Because that was like harsh truths I had to tell myself of being like, yeah, you're probably not going to get a partner because of the way that you look. So, you know, think about this as more of like the how do I feel at that time that I was not attracting, you know, like uh, better people or that they kept, you know, leaving me because they wanted to find somebody better looking than me. Like I just had to like get over it and just be like, OK, well, so what can I do about it for myself? It's like, I actually don't feel good being overweight. Like it didn't feel good for me. I don't like being here because I know what I, I look like normally and I shouldn't look like this. So I had to take that hard pill to swallow just being like, okay, let me make my health a priority. Like, let me change this up. And then I won't feel so shitty about myself. I won't be as desperate to try to keep a relationship going that's not working for me, nor am I gonna really like blame the guy for for not really be finding me attractive when I don't even think I'm, I'm attractive. You know, those are the really difficult questions and kind of harsh truths that we just have to accept where I'm like, I can't expect anyone to like 
the way that I look if I do not like the way that I look, point blank. And of course, there's disadvantages, you know, in life where they're like, hey, some of us are just born to look a certain way and it really bothers us some of the features. But it's really about like the society that has said some of these features are wrong. And so again, it's really this natural selection shit plus the added brainwashing of society of fitting into these beauty standards where it's hard being a woman, man. Like for any men that are watching this video out there, it's just like, just have some sympathy for us in terms of that we're at a disadvantage of you in the dating field like you guys have your disadvantages too but women by far have a bigger disadvantage than men do at this current state of time where we are we're we're constantly doubting our worth the insecurities for women are incredibly high and they mostly have to do with the way that we look and that impedes a lot of time that we can connect with you in a relationship and that's something for the women out there that you have to be mindful of that that you are causing a lot of unnecessary and rifts in your relationships because of these insecurities that you carry you have to address them you have to face these harsh ass truths to be able to articulate and be able to come to terms with what you can do to help yourself where i was like okay i'm unhealthy let me just focus on my health like i'm gonna eat well i'm gonna exercise do things that make me feel good so i can get to a place where like i like myself where I can wake up and be like, you're beautiful, you know, like you're good. Like this is, this is as good as it's going to get in terms of, you know, what God gave me. Like I, I can, I can only take care and maintain and cherish like my temple. Like that's all I can do. I can't, you know, play God and manipulate myself to look, look different. And there's like a lot of women that will try to play God though and really manipulate. And I think that's something kind of scary that I'll talk about in the, the men's breakdown later on. So it's really just like understanding where, hey, you just have to get to this level of acceptance of being like, what part do I play in this? You know, like there's things that are out of my um, hands in terms of like, okay, I was born with a nose like this. I was born with a mouth like this, born with eyes like this and stuff. But if I'm not taking care of this temple in a way that is is actually going to maintain me, that's something that I can change. And that's something that I, I am responsible for. So if I'm not eating properly, sleeping properly, exercising and stuff like that, that is my fault, <laughs> like straight up. And so those are just things that we have to like really take into, um, take into account for, for the part that we play in it. And then unfortunately, like there's really warped feminism that's been plaguing us for quite some time over the last century is really this um, exchange of masculine and feminine imbalances that have happened where a lot of women have been on this gung-ho uh, mission to be really independent to be free from the patriarchy to be free uh, be be freed from like the the men's control or whatever which is like there yeah there, you should be able to do the stuff that you love to do without feeling any limitations but this drive for us to consistently compete with men in the workforce compete with men in uh even physical ways and stuff where it's just like that's not really natural for your your own chemical makeup like it just really goes against a lot of the laws of of genetics that's <laughs> just straight up where it's just like your hormones uh, have a certain balancing system for a gendered man versus a gendered female and so if you're imbalancing your hormones where you're embodying more of the masculine side of things and less of the feminine things you're, you're not really doing yourself a service and you're probably going to feel shitty and then you're going to keep attracting and participating in things that you don't want to and you're getting further away from what it is that you truly desire. And so a lot of that is just this brainwashing and conditioning of what um, a healthy woman should be like, you know, free from 
from the housework, free from, you know, just being a wife and a mom and stuff. And it's just like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, it's fine if you want to go out and be a business owner. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you are purposely focusing more on that and not even acknowledging the potential of the opposite, that's being ignorant. And that's some shit that I even had to like come to terms with where it's like, normally I'm a very independent person by heart just because of the nature of of the way I grew up and stuff. But I always had like a strong desire to like connect and like cohabitate and really have like a long time partner. Like that was, that was the goal, you know? It's like, that's why I got married so fucking young anyways, but that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> but in terms of that was, that's what I'm chemically designed for. It's like, that's what I desire long-term is having this more traditional family life. But in, because I was expecting that, I was failing to actually live up to that expectation of what it takes to maintain that kind of life because then I was still going off and like being an independent businesswoman at that time and doing all of these other, you know, very masculine things that don't create like a balanced, harmonious relationship with another person. And I kept repeating that same mistake throughout the rest of my relationships that I finally was able to take accountability and be like, wow, I am not embodying what it is that I so desire and I keep doing this and repeating the same fucking lesson that I have to take ownership that I'm like if I desire a more of a traditional relationship what are the things that I need to address within myself so that I can truly embody those qualities of which I desire to be able to attract you know something better for myself and that's been like a really beautiful perspective shift for me over the last three years of like really dating myself and shifting uh, my own energy and really balancing things out of being like, wow, I understand now what the real vision is. I understand what it requires for me to be able to maintain that kind of level of commitment to myself and to a potential future partner. And, and so that was just like the really harsh reality is that like I created what it is that I didn't desire because I was too fixated on the wrong things. And the things that I did desire, I was repelling them because I was not embodying what it is that is required to attract the kind of life that I wanted. And that was a really difficult pill to swallow in many ways where I felt like, oh, is that a sacrifice? Or like, you know, oh, is this like, uh, I mean, I'm less than, you know, it was just a lot of self-worth and shit. And then I realized it's like, what makes me happy? Like what just makes me feel good? What feels natural to me? And the more that I just focus on doing kind of things like that, the easier it was for me to just more embody like my natural like feminine essence and feel good about myself where I'm not stressing. Where it's like I posted the other day on my Instagram account where um, I was talking about like enlightenment where a lot of people don't really understand what enlightenment is in the first place, let alone how to achieve it. And enlightenment is really about this space where you are not afraid of losing anything, nor are you really desiring anything. That you're just in this state of tranquility and know that whatever comes your way, you are then meant to deal with it. And because of the way that you deal with it will dictate what happens next for you. And so the less that you're focusing on like this constant desire to go out and find this partner, you're actually repelling it more because you don't even believe um, that you have it and you're not embodying what it takes to actually attract it because everyone says it's like when they find love or whatever, like it just happened. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're, you're not, ex you're not forcing it to happen because when people are forcing things to happen, it's inorganic as well as it's like, you're putting out the energy of like, I don't have this. That's what you're putting out there into the, into the universe is that when you say I want, it implies that you do not have it. So you got to change up that fucking wording and that mindset shift of being like, I am embodying this. 
I, you know, you can have like the desires, like those are the intentions that you start with. And then after that, you let them go. Like that's like the secret key, you know, like for manifestation shit is like set the intention, let it the fuck go. Focus on actually then following the steps that it takes to get to that level and or let it go and leave it up to the universe and focus on something else. Like that's as simple as it gets. It's like people that are like constantly going on like the same like dating apps over and over, over again, trying to find this person instead of being like, what is it going to take for you to develop? in a relationship like what is the relationship even going to look like for you where it's like people have these like crazy fantasies and stuff of being like i'm gonna get swept off my feet and all that's dumb shit it's just like it could happen for sure anything is possible but what are you doing to make that become more of a reality for you like are you putting in the work of learning yourself being able to self-regulate yourself so you're not like easily stuck in these toxic like dramatic you know explosion of of toxicity between two people you know because i think that's been normalized a lot like looking at all the stupid reality tv shows and shit that are out there of people just doing these toxic gross things and that's just in your face all the time thinking that like that's kind of standard like oh that's normal other people are like that too it's like no that's not normal <laughs> like we have to take accountability of being like what's the kind of relationship that i desire and how can i embody that for myself so the way that you treat yourself is exactly the way that you're able to treat another person that someone else can treat you. So if you're not treating yourself with the utmost respect and loving on yourself, then you're going to be at a real disadvantage in your relationships. And that's going to come up constantly in terms of, you know, how you're going to connect. And so for a lot of women, it's we are embodying too much of our masculine energy instead of our feminine energy because we don't feel safe within ourselves. And yes, there's things in society that have proven it. Yes, there's the traumas and boohoo stories, but it's like, man, once you get to like a level of like enlightenment where you're just like, it, it doesn't matter. I could have had the worst fucking childhood ever. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. It happened. It's over. <laughs> Move on from it. Like I got better shit to do with my time. And the more that you can work on being able to be present and embody what it is that you so desire, the easier it is for things to come your way and stuff. And uh, I don't know. It's just been this really nice period where it's like I said it's like sure I have the intention I'll, I'll find somebody I think at some point in time and I'm not tripping how it comes in when it happens for me you know it's like I could find love later in life like when I'm 60 and if that's God's plan for me so be it you know um, or I could find love you know in the next couple years so be it like it I, it's out of my control all I know is like I'm gonna do what I can to embody what it is that I so desire and work on myself because I'm in a relationship with myself for the rest of my life no matter what that I have to be good no matter what happens because it's not guaranteed that the next person that I date is going to be my forever person so I have to be okay with with um with any possibility happening that I want to be able to enjoy the connection of another person and so I need to work diff you know very hard on myself at maintaining my level of peace and embodying what it is that I so desire consistently where I cannot depend on another person to give me what I desire I have to be able to give some of that to myself they can definitely add to to that they can definitely help me grow they're here to help me learn more about myself and heal like that's what we are all here to do is to connect with people and even if it ends up being tragic loss that person helped you learn something about yourself and that's a, a really thing that I think a lot of women have issues with is looking at a lot of their past relationships as this really negative thing if you're looking at the past as something really negative then you're bringing that into your present moment and that's going to fuck up your future so you really have to learn how to let it go you just gotta let it go you got to work on on what it takes to let it go so you're not bringing the past into the present and fucking up your future. So there's some super harsh truths that I hope help some women really think about um, 
what it is that they're doing in their life and how to really be in more control of themselves so of what they actually can provide and, and bring to a relationship and know that the other person can't be your fulfillment the other person can't be this like desperate fucking goal for you it's like yes I know how difficult it is to want to like desire somebody to be with but there's other shit in life that's more important to you too like you have to just find the balance within yourself and knowing that it's possible for you because a lot of people get stuck in that like that hopeless negative trap where it's like it hasn't happened yet and then it's like well that all the energy that you're putting out there that's negative like that is keeping you stuck and it's repelling you as opposed to like working on the stuff that you can do and letting letting the universe provide what is meant for you in the right time like I truly believe that you have a destiny that's already been written you wrote it before you were even born here and I do believe that everything just it happens like you don't really get to control the exact outcomes of things even though it's like you've decided your fate you don't get to control how it comes in and how it shows up it's just like are you able to recognize the things that come in for you and, and what they have to to add because I think a lot of women too like also shoot down like potential uh partners based upon again like superficial shit too where they they expect it to be some way and that they end up missing an opportunity with a really great guy because they were jaded and warped in their own own perceptions and expectations of what they'd wanted and so i think that's a really difficult thing that we have to accept with ourselves and you know one other thing i will hate to say it too is i think a lot of women um especially if you had difficulties with your father you play that shit out in your romantic relationships with these men and that's something that you need to address where your direct relationship with your father is impacting the way that you are handling yourself with with, with men and you know it's like you shouldn't use like the daddy issues against women and stuff but it's very true and the same thing will be said in the men's breakdown too so don't worry I'm not singling you out but those are something that you need to really think about just being able to really look at your childhood and the dynamics because there's a lot of women who be like oh it just felt felt like home like I read this like the other day and I was like that's exactly what I was thinking about but I didn't know how to articulate this where somebody wrote where it's like you know yeah people say like oh they just felt like home and then they wrote like but what was home like for you though because I think a lot of people's homes were like fucked up and dysfunctional chaotic and shit and then you're like damn I'm just repeating a pattern because I'm actually comfortable with fucked up shit and that's some harsh truths too where you're just like I have conflated um comfortability with my past of dysfunction that I've normalized and believe that things that are really toxic for me are actually good and so it's just this reprogramming rewiring that we're constantly having to do of being like okay no what is actually good for me <laughs> what is it that I actually desire because I might say that I want these things but now I'm, I'm still repeating an old pattern because it's just it's just comfortable and so yeah I'll break down like the men's side of things now where uh, yeah just like ladies just just be easy on yourselves like be able to be cool with doing the work for yourself alone you don't need to be paying all these people like thousands of dollars to like teach you how to like be like a wife or like a fucking even embodied feminine shit it's just like just get crystal fucking clear on what it is that you want and then get crystal fucking clear on what it is that you're doing like, what are you embodying? What are you doing with your time? It's like, I'll, I'll break this down more in the men's side of things, but it's really about you have to embody what it is that you so desire. And just let that sit and permeate for you. Get out of the victim mentality and really think about like, what can I do for myself today? How can I show myself love? How can I embody this more like fun, lighthearted, feminine woman? Like, what is it going to take for me to, to feel that way? 
and focus on those things. And I guarantee you they're going to be like acts of service, you know, being more at peace with yourself, not doing so much, not doing is a masculine trait. How about take a break, relax, and just be still for a while and just see what comes in because women were natural receptors. When you're still, you can receive the messages and the information that you need and then you can flow. And once you get in that flow state, you're in your, your feminine energy. And then I guarantee you're going to probably attract a partner way better when you're in that state than you are when you're like, go, 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 go. So just think about that for yourself. So men, hope you've enjoyed that first breakdown about women, but this is really going to help you too in, in many ways where there'll be some harsh truths, but it's really about more reprogramming your guys's um, mindset because you are the ones that are really, really challenged right now where you guys have the upper hand. You guys have a better chance at finding a partner. Like I'm just going to be really straight up. Like even the most less attractive men on the scale that are in like the twos and the fucking threes have a better odd of finding a woman than men, than women have of finding a man. It's just straight up. It just, it really is. But a lot of you have been socially and conditionally programmed to believe that a certain type of woman exists for you. And if she doesn't exist, then you're just going to jump ship and go to another one. Like that's the problem that you have is that there's more fish in the sea because yes, mathematically there are. However, you don't know what it takes to again embody what it is that you so desire that you're constantly willing to jump ship and, you know, start over again. And then you realize you're just repeating the same pattern. So a lot of men versus women are serial monogamous. And this might not even be like a full monogamy where like they're, this is my girlfriend, this is like my my partner or whatever, but it might just be like, I'm just gonna go date one woman to the next woman to the next woman because you're pleasure seeking. You're filling a void in you because naturally you too desire someone to feel loved by, nurtured and supported and to let you your guard down where you don't always have to be in this super harsh masculine energy where we're lacking strong masculine energy in our society. That is without a shadow of a doubt, but there still is beauty in being able to be balanced in your masculinity and your femininity. They're definitely important qualities. I've seen other like, you know, statistics and stuff of people like really focusing on the masculine energy, but it's always a balancing of your energy. You cannot be all in one versus another. You were going to have one dominant side, but you cannot only be ruled by that. You have to find the balance of what works best for you. And so unfortunately in society, it's that your masculinity has been challenged so much that you don't even know what it's like to be fully in your masculine power. And society is doing things to dumb you down from that and to keep you trapped in pleasure seeking. That is what society has created for you is to never be fully in your masculine energy, that you're actually more 50-50 with your feminine masculine energy. And in many ways, a lot of you are way more in your feminine energy than you want to admit. And you could be going to the gym every fucking day, bro, and all this shit. And you're still more in your feminine energy than you are in your masculine energy. Because A, you can't lead. B, you have no direction and purpose in your life. And C, you don't even know what it takes to be a man in a relationship because you don't even have an example of what that's like. And that's some harsh reality where, yeah, it's just like there, you guys have been programmed to believe a certain beauty standard is, is what it is that is going to, you know, fulfill you in your life. Like, like okay, this woman, she's just going to like to be super beautiful and she's going to be able to give me like the best physical intimacy that I want. She's going to be really nice and this, this and that. Um, and you're just looking for this constant nurturing and coddling, which is very like, you know, boy, like that's just like a, you know, a mama's boy to be really honest. And so that's not really what an embodied masculine versus feminine partnership is like, where 
in many ways a healthier masculine relationship would be also that you're also kind of like a father to her in many ways that you're able to teach her and guide her and lead her and if you're just looking for a woman to just coddle you and baby you all the fucking time then you're you and you expect that to lead her to like that, that doesn't really work that way where she can help you be soft and you can let your guard down and you can be with her but she's also going to empower you to step the fuck up so you can take charge and lead her so she feels protected and safe to be able to be in her full feminine essence and because you get so fixated on the only the way that she looks and what she can provide you you're not having any real clear vision of what it is that you so desire that you're honestly passing up a lot of really great opportunities in your life because you're just pleasure seeking that you have no real morals and values like a lot of men these days do not have a fucking backbone. A lot of men these days have no clue what it is that they want or the, the dreams that they think they want are just are just bullshit. They're just pure fantasy that has been manufactured by society. And it's just this really sad thing that, um, yeah, we, we've kind of shifted in that direction where guys too naturally want someone to cohabitate with too to be able to feel safe and secure to some degree because we have both feminine masculine energy um but it's not as strong as women but still it's like you still desire at some point in your life to have something stable where you're not just bouncing around constantly after a while that gets really draining and really boring and so for a lot of you guys is that you are picking women that also don't have values or you're picking women that will literally do whatever it is that they say you're gonna do so this is a mirroring trick that a lot of bitches do out here where whatever you're into they're into they don't have a personality of their own so what happens is you end up falling in love with a version of yourself that doesn't fucking exist and that's a narcissistic fucking uh tactic too but a lot of women aren't necessarily narcissistic it's just that they're so desperate that they want to keep a man trapped essentially that they're gonna do dumb shit to keep you dumb into thinking that that, that they actually like you where this is a psychological thing where a lot of men out there think that women are really fucking into them where they've done so many of these studies where like a man talk to a woman and she could just be talking to him maybe for like a little bit longer where it goes a little bit below uh, or a little bit under like just surface level shit and all of a sudden he's like oh she's so into me dude and it's like no nine times out of ten that woman's really not into you at all she's just being polite <laughs> and so it's this really warped perception of like uh people not understanding people skills like they don't know how to observe people's behaviors and they don't understand what it's like to actually have a connection with somebody because they're still looking at things in an aesthetic superficial level way so a lot of men get trapped with thinking that a woman's really into them they're like she's loyal yeah like just because a girl hangs around with you all the time don't mean she's loyal to you just because a girl kicks it with you and like even have sex with you and talks to you doesn't mean that girl's really into you and that's like some cold, harsh truth that I think a lot of men are like finding out later being like, I chose wrong, man. This chick really don't have anything going on for herself. That she was just like a yes woman and doesn't even actually care about me. That she's also just lonely. That you're just, you know, getting exactly what you put out there too. That you don't want to put in effort. You have no desire to put in work. You don't have the capability to pursue a real woman. You have zero confidence and faith in yourself of bagging a real woman that you just take the easy way out or that you are focused on the chase. That a lot of you are like, you know, like little boys, hormones are out of control and just like, I'm just chasing the hot chick. Yeah, like this is like fun. And then after you get her, after a while, you still get bored. 
and then you still like okay now i'm on to the next chase and so it's like a vicious cycle that you guys are being programmed into and like yeah porn is obviously not helping either in the sense of just overstimulating your 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 sensory overload of pleasure seeking it's just this really sad thing that a lot of men don't understand how to you know really enhance their own libido because it's like yeah you might be going out and having sex but it doesn't probably feel that good like think about it it's like you could be having like really heightened sex by choosing somebody of high quality as opposed to just the way they look is not actually what's going to give you great sex and i think that's something that both men and women fuck up on the time where it's like oh if i really like the way that they look that means it's going to be good and bad no (laughs) sex is so much more than just looks it's like how are we connecting it's an emotional physical spiritual connection that you can have with somebody and it may not come from somebody that looks a certain type of way and a lot of those things that you think are really good looking has been brainwashed to you into believing that that's what beauty is to you and it's like there's a lot of like fucked up shit you know that's been programmed into our society where it's like yo i'm gonna be straight up real here it's like pedophilia like fucking subliminals for people where like just think about like men being attracted to women or having this expectation like oh women got to be like hairless and all this stuff it's like that's pedophilia like fetishes in some ways where it's just like only a little girl is going to be completely hairless dude like women were built with hair and there's hair there for a function for a reason you know what i mean and so they're fetishizing a certain way that a woman should look as opposed to being like okay where it's like i think most guys like don't really care that much like if 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 there's hair on places or not but it's like their instant thought form of when they see a woman is like she's got to look this certain way but over time it's like they don't really care but because of the programming the conditioning is so deep that they begin to equivalent that this got to look a certain way which is honestly still like a pedophilia fetish you know there's plenty of people that like are into that fucking you know like younger looking woman shit where it's like you want to be dating like a little girl or you want to be dating a woman dude (laughs) so that's something a harsh truth to think about for you guys of being like what is it that i actually desire more so from a connection with a woman like if i'm just looking for um affection just wanting to have physical intimacy with her and i'm just wanting to have um fill a void then you're going to be constantly repeating the same lessons over and over and over until you hit a wall being like this is unfulfilling it's like you guys can actually you know go out and have meaningless sex and it really not mean anything and just be a physical pursuit and that's fine you know that's what you're 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 programmed to do like it just is what it is but after a while it's like if you're actually looking for something stable in your life let alone what we'll get to is like talking about this vision of what you want for your life you can see the benefits of what it's like to have a true woman in your life to help you get to the level that you want to get to and so this really comes into about this you know vision purpose and value situation where think about it this way it's like you might be into like a lot of these women that are like i'm saying like super desperate and looking a certain type of way and not really adding any type of value to your life and they might just be say that they're all into the same things that you're into and just going along with it but what are they actually doing with their lives like if you're just constantly having a good chick that's just like around but she's not doing anything with her fucking life. Is that adding any value to to your life? Because there's a lot of chicks out here that'll like say even like on blast, be like, I'm an investment. And it's like, well, yo, there's like two types of investments. Are you a fucking asset or are you a liability? Because nine times out of 10, I think a lot of these chicks are motherfucking liabilities and not assets, bros. And you got to think about that real difficult and, and man up to that shit about that, that you're picking the wrong ones. That you're picking nothing but liabilities that are actually going to bleed you of your capital instead of actually 
uh, add value to your life and help you grow the capital that you have and make it a really good investment and return on that shit, you know? And so that's something that I think a lot of dudes fail at is understanding what it is to have a real relationship with someone. The point of a real relationship is for dynamic growth, evolution, to level the fuck up. And if you're constantly seeking people that cannot help you level up, then you're actually getting depleted and wasting your fucking time. Then other than just being alone. Or it's like, okay, go out and, like, this is why I think prostitution should be legal. It's like you just kind of get a physical fix. Like, go pay for it, leave it, and can carry on with your life and be able to dedicate your sacral sexual energy into pursuing what it is that you want in life. Like your purpose and your mission of why you're here. You know, it's like if you're going to be the masculine uh, energy of being able to lead and provide and protect and all that shit, and you're not actually doing that in your real life, that's something to question for yourself. Because even though you may um, have a job, are you really feeling fulfilled by that? Is that inspiring you to, to be the best version of yourself? Are you just chasing money and trying to keep up with the Joneses and stuff? Like it, it's really this doggy dog kind of world for, for a lot of guys where there's the added pressure too to like be the man, to like make the money, to hustle and all of this shit. And it's just like, if you end up being like burnt out at like 35 and overweight, one, you know, step away from like a heart attack because you're like, you're fucking partying and wilding out and shit and just focusing on, on securing the bag and like going out every night, like having sex with all these women and shit. Like you actually just knocked off hella years of your life. Like you actually put yourself at harm far more of a risk than you did of actually enjoying life where it's like, sure, you could have gone out a few times and had fun with women or you could have just abstained entirely and just focus on securing the bag so you don't have to be out there hustling and you know losing your hair at an early age and getting overweight and stuff it's like you have to find the balance of being like you know body mind, mind and spirit you know you really need to take care of yourself and fuel yourself up too so just as much as like I went in on the women of being able to give yourself the love that you so desire you gotta embody it too it works both ways and so I think for a lot of guys are are not valuing themselves and there's just that super big pressure to like be this one way of what a man is like it's like there's nothing wrong with the journeyman that like works in the union labor and shit and works five six days a week to provide for his family but that gives him purpose and drive versus the man that's out here you know uh big time ceo and shit like there's there's no difference a man is a man and I think that's something that you need to think about in terms of values of like, what kind of man do you really want to be? And and think about that of like, again, there's a lot of, um, you know, father issues on, on the guy's side too, of like, what kind of relationship do you have with your dad? Like what, what kind of example do you do have in your life? Because there's a lot of men out there that didn't have great examples of what a strong, healthy man is like. So if that is something that you're battling with, like go research a lot of other men or think about the guys that you're hanging around with too. Like if all of the guys that you're hanging around with are, you know, um, you know, single or depressed and unhappy and stuff, you might want to start looking around for some more inspiration and get some better, you know, influences, whether that's just mentors or new friends, even, you know, like you really have to think about what it is that you want to embody, um, as well. And I think another issue that, um, you know, guys suffer from is feeling like you're really alone, that it, it's hard to be able to articulate because you have to be like this like stoic, uh, really secure man that you can't have these vulnerable moments to like break down. And it's like, you're human. You have feelings. You got emotions. That's the feminine aspect in you. And you have to be able to use those for your highest good where you're not just flying off the handle by suppressing them and denying them and feeling shitty about yourself. Like there's way more men that are depressed 
in the world than there are women. And I think that's something to, to really take account for that you guys have to be able to, to be your own champions too, that you can't wallow in self pity because life is really difficult and there's a lot of pressure on men. Like you need to be able to use that as your fuel to level up, to be the embodied masculine man that you want to be. And that's just, it's just as simple as it gets. Like you can't, you know, feel sorry for yourself. There's a lot of guys too that are in victim mentality that it's everybody else's fault for the reason why they are the way they are. And and that's just a cop out, you know, to be able to be a man, it's like to take your L's and to move on from that and to know what it is to, to actually take an initiative to be able to, to lead yourself to a better level is you being a man you you embodying that full masculine energy is by being able to lead yourself to the better opportunities for you. And so just like more like to help you guys out and like picking women and shit, because this is the main thing, because you are at an advantage, you got to learn how to filter through it. So for, for a lot of guys, um, like I said, it's like you're picking the wrong women and shit where you're picking liabilities not assets you choose women with weak morals and who are just yes women that don't even care about you in the long run and so like one thing you need to like start thinking about like i'm gonna give you guys a lot of tips because y'all need some help um so think about this like with women let's say you meet the woman at the club and she's like does she have more single friends than she do um you know women that are also in relationships red flag does she have friends that she's only known for like a couple years or does she have like any friends that she's been uh, cool with for longer than 10 years? Red flag. Does she have more guy friends than she do girlfriends or does she have equal amounts of guy friends who are single versus girlfriends? Red flag. Does she care more about her looks and her bank account like in terms of what she what she can buy than actually, you know, providing value to herself, whether like she has like a passion, you know, projects or other hobbies and things to do? red flag it's like if you're just doing the rinse repeat cycle of just like i'm gonna get up go do my job or maybe she ain't working even uh scrolling on fucking instagram and tiktok and shit um and then i'm gonna go eat and go shop do do nothing all day like that red flag (laughs) that's not gonna add value to your life it's one thing for a woman to be like a stay-at-home mom but a a stay-at-home mom has fucking goals she has a mission of what she's uh to be in charge of you know to be like a real like stay at home mom and stuff like um, the mom is like the matriarch she's keeping the ship maintained while you're away she's able to organize to keep things in line to keep things in check she knows what's going on she's your eyes she's your ears she's the one that's going to have your back and shit and so you're picking women that don't even know how to pay attention to them own selves let alone somebody else like they're not equipped for this shit you know like this one thing that i've picked up in business over the last like 30 years of my life is really like what it takes to manage and managing is about managing people. It's not about managing assets, really. It's about networking in a way that you understand what drives people, what ticks people off, what's going to encourage people to keep going. And that's something like I've done, you know, over the last 20 years of my career ship is like I've been a manager in every single company that I've worked for and, you know, sat in on like executive you know, business meetings, the board of directors and shit and, you know, and the cash flow meetings, product manager meetings and shit, listening in on supply chain management. And you have to be able to navigate people. And if that's like a real woman's job in her household is how to navigate people and the resources that she's given. 
And so if a woman doesn't have any type of sense of this shit, she's not going to always help you out in the wrong, uh, in the right way. And so the next thing we're really going to talk about is finance. Like I said, it's like a woman should actually really be considered like an investment. And a lot of times it's like you guys pick the liabilities as opposed to the true assets in your life. And you end up wasting time, you lose money, you lose some of your health, and you lose like your peace. And that's a bad investment. And so you really need to think about like, okay, what is the kind of vision that I want again? Like going back to the same thing I told the women, it's like, okay, if I actually want to level up in my life, or even if you have created success in your life, then you want to maintain that. And so you want to be really careful about the type of women that you're attracting to be able to uh, maintain that level of peace that you've built for yourself. And so it's really about being able to understand like what what morals and values are really important to you. And this is a big thing for finance where people are financially illiterate. Most of us don't know anything about finance. And it doesn't matter if, let's say she was bad with finances, but she's willing to work at it, that she wants to be able to share a vision. You know, a lot of people um, don't understand. It's like, okay, like when you come into a partnership, it's not about what can I get from somebody else. It's about what can I bring to the table. And it should be two people that are both believing. What is it that I'm bringing to the table? And if there's weak spots, then you together as a team need to be able to work on that together. So I gave the example, like a lot of people do the rinse, repeat cycle where, okay, you're going out to eat a lot. That's a waste of fucking money. And if you guys have a vision of what it is that you want to build, like let's say you want to have kids. You going out to dinner three, two two, three times a week, or even like every day, a lot of people go out to eat multiple meals a day and spending hella money and shit. Like that eats away at your bank account where you could be investing that money into leveling up so that you can actually financially afford having a family. And people don't think like that. Or the same thing about like, even the assets that you guys each have, it's like, okay, well, what can we bring together? How can we like exponentially increase these assets? Or how are we going to handle like the debts that we are bringing into the table too? Because that's what happens with like a lot of merging of people that especially get married. It's like you're inheriting their debt. So those are conversations you really want to have early on about like somebody like money management skills. Like do you have the ability to face the difficulties together? Or are you going to be able to delegate like what everybody's responsibility is? And so that's something that I think a lot of people fail to do. This is another thing for, for you guys too. Any guys that like, you know, more like uh, have like your own financial wealth and shit. Like you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful as fuck, man. Definitely give that bitch a prenup. I'll say that straight up. Prenup. Because any real woman, she's not concerned about you giving her a prenup. If she's about it, woman, and she cares about herself and her own well-being, she's just going to be like, bet, no problem. I'm going to get a lawyer, and I'm going to look over this, and we'll negotiate, and we'll compromise, and we'll come to terms with it. She's not going to be put off by that. Or a real woman, too, is just going to be like, I don't care. Because I'm more focused on maintaining this relationship. I want to focus on what it is it's going to take for us to survive any adversities. So I'm not worried about a possibility of us ending you know like those are the the difference between like a woman of of worth and value versus you know other women and it's like you don't want to get caught up and be stupid because you fell in love and it's all great hearts and flowers you have to think strategically everything is an investment of your time and your energy and so you need to think about what it is that you want to build for yourself and if you are the the breadwinner you know pumping in then you want to make sure that you can keep it because like i'm saying if you're picking women that are incapable of helping you increase 
your 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 money, then you're, you're you've picked a, a liability. So you really need to think about what it is that um, is your vision. Because like if someone's like more into like luxury versus the other person, that could be a problem in your relationship. Because that's what happens with a lot of relationships that fail over time. It was more about financial issues that people were not in agreement of what their expectations were of who was managing what and who's responsible for what. Where like I said, a true you know, woman is going to be able to take care of her own expenses in the sense that she's in charge of what she needs to be in charge in. And even if she was like a stay at home mom where the the father is the breadwinner or something like she still has to balance what it is that that's in her household. That's her job. That's what she's responsible for is being able to make sure that things are, are working properly where you should be able to sit down and have like financial conversations with each other just like you would with one with any of your business execs at a cash flow meeting it should be the same exact level where there is strategy and business involved in all relationships and if there isn't that's a huge red flag and i can say that from all of my past failed relationships where i'm like damn we should have talked about this or like i was really good about this in like my business and why didn't I apply this in home and stuff like that so it's just really these things that we have these skill sets and we don't utilize them to our fullest capability of that they can translate to every avenue of our business and I think you know me now realizing in many ways it's like I've acquired a lot of knowledge over the years and all of the the working positions that I've had where I think for a long time, I thought that was going to be like my own dream of like, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, bad at businesswoman, you know, like the feminist warped brainwashing and shit. But in reality now that I'm like, okay, no, that actually gave me a lot of insight for like what I needed to know in order to be able to be a better, like, um, you know, partner in many ways of being able to understand business in a way that makes sense and being able to know from like my own personal experiences of how to be able to have these really good calculated judgment skills that are needed in a relationship and also in this business uh, finance kind of sector of a relationship. And that's something that a lot of us don't even realize. It's like, okay, if you split everything down the middle 50-50, then it's like you're both having to constantly make sure that, that you're good, which is fine. But then there's going to be times where it's like one person might have more than the other or someone might need more than the other and you have to kind of come figure out what's what's going to happen with that. And then what are you investing in together for your long-term you know, goals and visions? Like you don't really have a lot of those conversations about what it is that you're trying to build. And a lot of people do not actually share same pastimes. Like they don't invest in building together. Like they aren't like, hey, like why don't we take classes about this subject together why don't we do this like martial arts together so we can both like be fit and focus on having something to do together to build like it's team building like team building activities are a real thing and you have to do that within your relationship too where it's not just this rinse repeat cycle bullshit and that's where I can say it's like a fucked up in a lot of ways and in my own dating life and and now I know where um I know where it all comes from and so it's just this really difficult thing of of being able to admit our wrongs. And I think for a lot of guys is understanding that, you know, these things that you're chasing and, and your idea of what is, is like the perfect kind of ideal woman and shit doesn't exactly fit some of these people that look a certain way where it's like they might have the looks down, but where their morals and, and values are kind of compromised or you've never even talked about finance or anything like that. Like these are the questions that we're all avoiding that it's both men and women that we're failing to do is really get deeper. 
where a relationship is going to require a lot more work. And I just had like this really good conversation with a homie of mine that was visiting me, like where him and his wife, they've been together for a really long time. They have two kids. And he was just like really explaining, you know, like the development and the growth and evolution of their relationship. And it's just so beautiful to see like, yeah, like these people come from two different walks of life. They're very different thinking. And that's what has helped them grow and evolve to maintain this beautiful relationship. And even after having kids where kids are, you know, kind of can be a hindrance. A lot of people get burdened by that where it's like the first, you know, like three or four years are really difficult because like they are solely dependent on you. So your life is really about them. And so you have to be able to like break through that, you know, routine to get to the next level of, of still maintaining that spark and that connection with, with your lover. And that's something um, that he'd really talked about. And I was just like, oh, that's like really profound and really deep. And just how much he was like, uh, like he had to go off and go do some work. And then, um, He's like, yeah, I just like really miss my kids and my wife and stuff. And yeah, it was just it's just really beautiful to see of like what really matters in life where it's like we can talk all this big game about like, oh, you know, money, status, like this trophy person on my arm and dumb shit. But it's like at the end of the day, it's just like what matters? Like this deep, profound connection with another person to share unconditional love with another human being to be able to feel completely seen heard validated respected and and loyalty and whatnot and and be able to grow where relationships are hard they're meant to be hard because they're constantly allowing you to grow and level up so it takes two people willing to do the work to level up and i think the first place it starts with is the self and so those are the deep things that like I've had to really think about for myself of being like, okay, what do I have to offer a relationship and how can I continue to work on that so I'm not completely derailed if relationships start or end or anything uh, that I'm good, that I'm always good. And like I said, even if the odds are against me where, you know, I'm stuck, you know, maybe in a certain scale level of like, okay, you know, it's like, in all honesty, it's like, yeah, I probably have a better shot. Maybe like maybe finding like somebody like in their 40s or 50s, like somebody like a widower or somebody's divorced or maybe like the old bachelor that just finally got tired and it's like, OK, maybe now I'm down to find a woman because now I'm too old to really go chase after these young chicks and stuff. It's like, yeah, I probably have a way better chance of like, you know, settling down with somebody in that category instead of wasting time on like you know, searching for some like pretty boy fuck boy bullshit, you know, and so it's like, I don't need to be out here competing. It's like, I'm embodying exactly what it is that I desire. And I'll naturally attract somebody whenever God says that's the right time for me. And I'm not stressing about it where, of course, it's like, you got to be able to put yourself out there and go do stuff where just recently, it's like, I tried like a dating app for like the first time in a long time. It's like I told one story where it's like I tried once and I was like, this shit's fucking stupid. And I was like, let me spend time on this because it's like you're never going to know until you try something where it's like you don't want to not put any effort into what it is that you so desire, but you want to be able to do it without any expectations. And so I was like, well, I'll never know if I don't try. So it's like I took the really like a lot of time and effort and like crafted like my profile or whatever where I filled out every single section to the T of what exactly what it was I was looking for and who I am put up like the, all the photos and stuff and like I just you know winged it and I was like okay cool it's like I was like trying to like make it sure that I was like making like going through everybody's profile reading it in their entirety not judging them on their looks or anything just like really seeing like is this something where this could work you know and I was really like, narrowing it down to like okay like distance you know like is this like do we have like the shared like values and kind of stuff or like what are the activities they're into like just trying to see any commonality basically is what I'm looking for 
And I was like, after two days, I was like, this is not, <laughs> no, I was like, still not for me. And I'm like, I'm far better in organic settings of like, okay, I just keep focusing on doing the stuff that I love to do things that I'm passionate about, things that I care about or things where I feel like I'm living myself. And I think by honestly, in like organic way like that, I have a better chance of meeting somebody who actually is able to, to, to meet the requirements that I'm looking for. And I also meet their requirements. I think that's a far better way than just like hiding behind a stupid fucking screen for, for me personally to find someone, not to say they can't find love online, but I think love online right now is just like super skewed. And for like a lot of dudes too, I forgot to say about this is like, man, like I feel bad for the dudes is like, you get catfished a shit ton, man. Like I had this conversation with my friend not so long ago when I tried that dating app thing. And I was just like, man, like, like, how do you know, like, these people are fucking real? Like, that's just fucking scary where, um, yeah, you know, it's like, and, and chicks, man, like I said, they be doing the most where, like, yo, makeup, man, that's just some fucking witchcraft ass shit, dude, where it's like, I've seen all those videos of like fucking women, like they look one way with makeup and then they take it off and you're like, whoa, that is catfish. Like, you do not look the same. That is scary as fuck. Where women, man... It's like you could take good care of your skin, take good care of like what you feed yourself and exercise and shit, and you'll still look better than some of these chicks that are doing the most with the makeup because at least when you roll over in the morning next to like the dude, you're going to look the same at least. Like you're far better, more attractive than some of these other chicks where it's like they're doing the most, let alone all that makeup, like getting on your fucking clothing, like your bed sheets, just can't even kiss you because you got like goop all over you like this. Like, nothing against, like, a woman that wants to, like, take pride in the way she looks and, like, dolls up, you know? Like, cool, whatever, you know? But, like, there's some chicks that, like, take that shit to the next level and, like, catfish motherfuckers, like, look in some way and you're like, whoa, you do not look the same without makeup. It's quite frightening. So, you definitely gotta, like, be careful about that shit, too. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, it's just, like, the odds are really stacked against us of finding legitimate, deep, intimate connections but i think slowly but surely like our society is realizing how flawed we are that the people that have been waking up on to this whole like spiritual awakening journey are beginning to see like damn you know it's like these things that i once thought i really wanted or liked are no longer the things that i desire anymore and i made this joke today with like a lot of people where i was like man we're really living in biblical times like the amount of crazy shit that's happening in the world is straight up out of like the fucking bible like it's it's not it's not made up like the extreme scenarios of things the hysteria the events that are going on are it's not normal so at the end of the day with all of this like crazy crap going on it's like what actually matters to you in life like what is the life that you genuinely want to live and it's not probably going to be this super flashy lifestyle or like this you know super aesthetic based shit it's going to be like i just want to feel good i just want to connect with somebody i just want to love somebody i just want to feel like a me and nothing is hindering me from that. And I think that's something that matters the most. And if we're not careful, we're going to have like, you know, some situations where it's like, what was that movie? Um, what was like men of children or something where it's just like all the women get eradicated and there's like only um, men left or it was the other way around where it was all the women uh were around and there wasn't that many men so like basically they couldn't have children uh, and so it was like a population control issue and shit where it's like yeah if we're not careful man like shit like that could very much happen and uh, we're just getting like further and further away of like real decent human morals and, and ethics and shit and i think that's something to really think about in the long run of like what is it 
that really counts at the end of the day. Because if you think about it this way too, think about what happens when you die. So I was just thinking about this this morning. So think about like a tombstone. So think about like, you know, a lot of like women out there where it's like, what is their tombstone going to read if, if, it, if they died like soon? And it would probably be like, oh, Tina, you know, like club hopping hoe with a fucking $10,000 in debt on makeup and fucking plastic surgery, no kids, no job uh party queen uh just just nothing leaving nothing and then like oh here's tyrone over here like his death stone says uh you know uh father to to six kids with three different baby mamas no job uh overweight uh no ambition in life and bought all these dumb cars and shit that he doesn't get to pass on because it got repossessed and he just dies and he doesn't get to go on with anything you know just like shit like that we have to really think about like what matters in life it's like when we die we're not taking anything with us so if we're constantly focused on the material world we're not living presently and then if we're no ignoring that we need some things in the material world to live this life that's another problem too where it's like you can go extreme in both ways like we have to have this this balance between like we're here having this 3d physical human experience and that we're allowed to experience all of the things that are in the 3d reality but we have to decide ultimately of like what is actually a value and what is not you're allowed to have luxuries and fun things but there hits a certain time where if that's all that you're caring about in life you're missing out on a lot of you know, more important, valuable things in life, like having a real connection with somebody, having, you know, shared purpose and goals, being part of your community, being able to give back and stuff like that. So it's really, it's shifting our whole perspectives on the value systems. Like that's what we need to focus on in our life as opposed to chasing the wrong things and repeating these vicious cycles and patterns. So I hope that this episode gave you just good insights. Like there's definitely some harsh truths but in reality, like I hope this prepares you to be able to um, to focus on what really it is that you so desire by embodying it and being like, yo, like maybe I need to hit the gym. Maybe I do need to change my diet. Maybe I do need to like stop scrolling on Instagram and wasting my time. Or maybe I'm like I'm spending too much time on work and less time on like fun and play. Or maybe I'm with the wrong person and I need to really address like if there is something that we can work on together to 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 make it work or if I have to just completely jump ship and start over and sometimes starting over might be the best thing for you even if you've invested like 20 plus years with someone like you have to eventually think about what's going to really bring you peace and happiness and, and move through it so yeah I just hope that yeah we all take the time to really reflect and really take responsibility for the part that we play in our lives so as always keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments love and light Kate